The Discover College Soccer Podcast is sponsored by VO. VO is the number one AI camera solution helping players capture college recruitment videos. Check out their new starter and family options by clicking on the link in the description or visit Discover College Soccer to learn more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Wynn, an appropriate name uh, for the Bryant and Stratton College uh men's team up in rochester new york welcome coach thanks man how are you doing well thanks appreciate you being here uh november 1st uh almost postseason time uh for you got one more left on the books um but uh you know it's funny uh one of my interviews uh not too long ago was with my buddy mike seabolt over at missouri state and he is loaded with international players at the ncaa division one level uh I looked at your roster just now and uh no, we've got a few. <laughs> you've got one player from the states and oddly enough he went to Greece High School of all things so it, it, even even his high school uh was internationally named. Um so talk to me a little bit about how how you recruit uh and and I you know I'm judging by your accent you're not from upstate New York. Uh so I'm guessing that might have something to do with it but you know tell me a little bit about your recruiting and, and how you got the roster you have now. Yeah so uh you're right there I don't have a, a, an upstate New York nasally accent and I do apologize to all the upstate uh, New York people. Um but um I'm actually from Dublin Ireland. I uh, moved here in 2005 spent 9 years in Syracuse um and then uh another nine years up here. So November 1st, you're right, it's snowing up here already. So uh, we might have to go indoors to do a bit of training to keep uh, at least somewhat warm before Saturday's match. Um, so getting back to the recruiting. So uh, recruiting for us, um, or for me, obviously being a, an international uh, person, um, I've actually kind of gotten really, really well versed in, in the recruiting from previous colleges that I was at. I was at a, um, a small junior college down in Auburn, New York, um, about 45 minutes away from Syracuse. I, I took that position over after being at um, SUNY Oswego for three years and uh, came into the program and, and looked at the program as a whole and said, like, you know, this is what I could do, obviously, with international connections back in the UK and Ireland. I was able to bring in um, about seven or eight players that first year. Um, they went from 0-15 um, previous years for three years, and then we went to 19th in the country my first year. So... Um, Obviously, the international players is actually a really, really good addition to a program because it obviously gives that intensity and passion and skill-wise and soccer IQ. Um, but then, obviously, you know, we we supplemented those with a couple of American players that done really, really well for us as well. And we started off the program well. And I, at the end of when I kind of moved on, we had like 36 international players on the program. We were fourth in the nation. So uh, recruiting-wise, we look at, obviously, soccer IQ or football IQ, how how well they play as a player and um, do they make good decisions um and then also we look at the the fact of are they a good person and do they actually know what it takes to be a student first and an athlete second so um across the board we look at that but we do have um a spanish kid on the team we got from madrid fantastic player he's actually our baby of the team he's only um, 17 he's turning uh, 18 in a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, the recruitment prospects from, for us for next year is we're already working. There's a board right behind me with a lot of names on it already. Okay. So are you, are you only looking internationally? Are you doing recruiting in the States? And if you are doing recruiting in the States, kind of where, where are you looking? How do you find those players? 
Yeah, so we do look locally as well. Um, in Rochester, it's kind of like a hotspot for colleges um, within maybe a, a 30 mile radius of um, where we are, just kind of a little west of or south of Rochester. Um, there's about 15 in our colleges. So we're always trying to, you know, vie for the best player in, in the area and whatnot. But fortunately, um, you know, not a lot of people know that we actually have an athletic program here at Ryan Stratton. Um, I started the program three years ago and we started off with 15 players. Um, we have 43 at the moment. So, um, you know, we're currently number one in the country at the USCA Division One level. And when we come to recruiting, we look at obviously a lot of the programs around the local area, but we also look at like field level, NCSA, and try and get some players from that standpoint as well. Um, I don't always want to have international students, but it's always good to be able to have a high-level soccer IQ within the team, whether they're Australian, German, Irish, American. It doesn't make a difference. We're looking for the best players. So it, it, talk to me a little bit about USCAA. I mean, I, I'm familiar, but but I'm sure there's a lot of people who aren't, right? Everybody kind of yeah. hears the, the one, two, and three, NAIA, even junior college, but USCAA is kind of sitting out there so you you mentioned there's your division one so I'm, it mm -hmm. looks like there's two divisions in, yeah. in usa what are the differences how many schools are there scholarships what does that kind of look like so right now in the division one for uscaa and the uscaa as a whole based out of pittsburgh it's um the small colleges conference so there is a stipulation of actually how many enrollments that you can actually have at a college level to be kind of fitting into the uscaa mold um, but they also do a really, really good job of um, dual affiliating colleges. So, for example, Shaw University out of Raleigh, they're an NCAA Division II team. They're also um, a Division I uh, USCAA affiliate team. So we actually played against them a couple of weeks ago, and they were very, very good and gave us a great game. And we were lucky, to, lucky enough to win 2-1. But um, USCAA is, is a great uh, national association for small colleges that are looking to get into sports um, and they can bridge the gap between and help with enrollment as well. Cause they have a good connection with the NCSA um, yeah. and they, they actually bridge the gap between the likes of, um, you know, division three, division two, NCAA and NAIA division one. So there is colleges that are all dual affiliated that are playing with us in the USEA and vying maybe for a possible national championship. So um, in the Division One, there's about 16, I believe. And I think in Division Two, there's about 40 or 43 teams. So at the Division Two level, they're not allowed to give athletic scholarships. It's only academic. And then um, at the Division One, we're allowed to give athletic and academic. So in terms of, you know, obviously if a school's dual affiliated, they have to abide by those rules as well in yeah. terms of scholarships and stuff. But for someone like you, who USCA is the only thing you guys do, you know, what, what are those scholarship limits or, or yeah. what does that kind of look like? What, what would an average student walking into your team be looking at from an athletic aid package an academic aid package? What kind of, what does that financial situation look like? Yeah, great question. So it, let's talk about the academics first. And that's something that's really kind of strong in my mind, because again, when we look at um, what we want, we don't want a player to come in and just be football or soccer all the time. You have to get student first, athlete second. 
Um, when it comes to um, admissions, we look at um, one of the biggest pictures is their GPA. Now, we can accept the player that's their GPA is at a lower number. Um, that's okay because the academic support that we give those players are actually is really, really good. Um, so anything from 3.2 upwards up to a 4.0 um, at a high school GPA, we can actually give up to $10,000 as a, a year. So within New York, our sister schools within New York only offer, we offer two-year degrees and also four-year degrees. So um, if you decide to stay for the four years, um, we can give you that $10,000 all the way through for your four years. So athletically, we're looking at probably close to about um, 40 to about 50% of a scholarship. Now, I, I've had kids in the past where they're like, oh, well, I want a full ride. You know, to be fair, I, I, I'm one of these people that I think that is is really honest about what I see as a coach or as an athletic director. Um, I think kids these days need to learn the value of a dollar and understand that they have to work to get what they want in life. Like I came here to the US with two backpacks um, on vacation and played at a game down in Syracuse and then got offered a job, a visa, took the opportunity and 18 years later, I've worked my behind off to get where I am today. Um, but on the other side of it, I think, you know, giving out full rides doesn't really kind of happen too much anymore. I, I know a lot of Division One college coaches um, Ian McIntyre down in Syracuse. Um, I, I I believe uh, we had a conversation in the past, and if he if he's looking at giving a, a Division One full ride to an NCAA student, they want to be playing on their international team for their home country. So I feel the same way. I feel that kids have to understand that you know if you want to work and get to that level, you really have to up your game. But not only that, but in the classroom as well. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, well, let's talk a little bit more about the school. Uh, and you kind of mentioned earlier, you said sister school. So <clears throat> Brighton and Stratton has multiple uh, campuses, but they're different yeah. schools. So talk to me a little bit about that. What what kind of makes Bryant and Stratton unique? So we were established in uh, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, about 160 years ago, um, and then moved into the Buffalo area. And we've had some uh, formidable, um, uh, how would you say, alumni uh, people that are taking business classes here at Brighton Stratton, um, Henry Ford, um, uh, JB Reynolds, um, tobacconist. Um, and then we had, uh, John D Rockefeller as well from the Rockefeller Plaza down in, in New York city. Now, um, with what we're saying about the campuses, um, four different States, Ohio, New York, Virginia, and also Wisconsin. We have 19 campus locations within those four States. Um, and we're small colleges, uh, like school. So we, we, the way we talk about it, like we look at kids and how they do academically. If they're in a big enrollment class, if they graduate from a big enrollment class, maybe their academics haven't been as good, but then we look at it collectively and holistically and make sure that we put the best product out for all the kids. Um, I'm on calls every Monday and Thursday, uh, with any of the student athletes that I need to talk to regarding their grades. And then we put an action plan together. Um, but on Thursday, then we kind of report the action plan and make sure that we academically put this this these kids into the, the right areas, right school, right tutors, everything else. So the academic support is fantastic here at Brighton Stratton. And I feel and I believe that it's the best I've actually seen in the 17 years that I've been coaching college here in the United States. 
Um, now we do offer a wide ver uh, variance of different degree programs. One, two of our top ones are business and nursing. And uh, collectively, we do offer uh, associate's degrees in uh, both and then also offer um, uh, the bachelor's degree in business as well. Um, we have a 92 or 93% pass rate on the NCLEX for nursing. So the nursing program is very demanding and athletes are not told not to, if you want to be an athlete, you might not want to choose nursing, you know, when it comes down to it, because it's so demanding. Um, it's a little different from other colleges. We, we do offer a three semester window across the course of the year. We do um, September to December. And then we do January to end of April. And then we start back up in May and go May all the way through till about mid to late August. Um, and, you know, you can actually get your degree probably in about bachelor's degree in about three years. Wow. That's awesome. All yeah. Right. Well, in terms of, you know, uh, you mentioned it before, it's a, it's a student athlete total package, right? You got to be ready to go on the field, ready to go in the classroom. So, can you walk me through what a typical week during the season looks like? So, you know, this week you got a game on Saturday. So yeah. what, what, when are classes, when are meals, what, what, when do you practice kind of what's that look like during the season? Great question. So um, let's start at the start. So we usually come in about three weeks prior to the start of our season. We usually come in about 30 days. Well, the I-20 process allows us to come in 30 days prior to the start of school. So um, we're allowed to come in on December 7th, or sorry, uh, August 7th this year. And uh, we started practice after we'd done our eligibility on August 8th. We started practice on August 9th. And then uh, we went two a days for about 10 days. And then we cut it down to one a day. So when we look at that as a training um, and kind of class, like kind of uh, measurement, we kind of, we look at like, okay, the kids need to be done at a certain time. So if we can get kids done by one o'clock, they can go eat. And then they start practice um, probably about two. Um, our bus picks us up, brings us to our training facility. And then from there, then we, um, we get on our way for two hours, get stuck in, um, you know, obviously pre-seasons a lot. We are actually, we actually had them do a lifting program prior to coming in, um, which was actually wrote by a friend of mine back in Ireland, Anthony Lynch, um, who's a celebrity personal trainer in Europe. And, uh, he was able to, you know, uh, chat with the players and make sure that they're doing the right things over the course of. Um, 12 weeks and uh, we've seen great gains with that up to 12 15 pounds of muscle on a little skinny kid from europe is not not too bad but then obviously when we get into it we're a lot a lot of running a lot of ball work a lot of tactical training a lot of technical training and then we kind of really get in and playing for the last like 35 40 minutes of the training session um just to make sure it all flows as well because we want to have an end product and 11 v 11 is always the the best way to finish off your practice yeah Absolutely. Well, in in terms of the team, let's let's shift gears, talk a little bit more about the soccer side. I mean, you've got a fairly large roster. Do you have like a reserve or JV team or is it just one big, big squad? No, we actually have a reserve team. We've done it this year and um, we played um, some Division three schools uh, locally in the area or uh, maybe like an hour away up in Buffalo. We've played a few junior college first teams um, and actually beat them as well. So our reserve program, the level of our reserve program is actually really, really good compared to, you know, some of the local junior colleges around the area. Um, we've played uh, NCA Division Two JV teams as well as Division Three, And uh, we've 
we've done really, really well against them. So to keep them playing, we've played about 12 games plus two scrimmages. And then right now they're going to be training with us until we go to nationals. And then when we get back, um, they're going to be uh, finishing up their things before they head home um, about late December. Um, but like constantly looking at getting into the gym, lifting, getting stronger. So the reserve program is our first year pilot. You know, we just tried it out this year to see how it does, to, uh, see how it did. Done really, really well. So I, I feel that that's something that we can continue on for next year as well. Okay. Well, we talked about how big the the roster is, but what about your staff roster? You know, how 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 many other coaches do you have? What role does everybody play? And are there yeah. other support staff maybe in the athletic department that help out with the team? What's that look like? So currently right now we have uh, four coaches. Um, we have myself as the head coach of the first team. Um, and then the reserve team coach is also my assistant coach, uh, Gianni Bosani. He takes the, the reserve team to their games and um, collectively we will not want to send the same message about how we play. So all of our coaches, uh, two other coaches then as well, Quinton Rogers and Tyler Commit. And then we also have a goalkeeper coach as well. So if we're running a session and we need to break up the teams into four, whether it's possession, small sided, um, we have enough staff to be able to do that and uh, do it well as well. It sounds like it. Awesome. Well, we've, you know, talked about a lot of different things here. And uh, the one thing I always like to end with is, you know, and you've had different college experience. So yeah. if there was one thing you would want players, parents, families uh, that are going through this college recruiting process to know, what would that be? Um, I would say, there's a, well, how long, how long do we have, man? Um, <laughs> that's, why, so, that's why I try to boil it down to one. I, you get to pick yeah. your favorite. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, I know a lot of kids want to go to a program that's successful. And my former Irish international coach, Morris Price, turned around and told me, if the grass is not always greener on the other side, but if you water your own grass, it could be better. So what I would say is, if you're looking to, and you want to play straight away, Maybe looking at a two-year school or even a com combination of a two and a four-year school where you could transfer out could be better because you'll get a lot of playing time. Um, because I know a lot of players that I've had in the past go to these big schools and they're a part of the team, they're training, but they haven't seen the field at all this year. And that's one thing that I think experience is going to like take control of that and be able to elevate you as a person um or an, as a player so i think getting experience playing is always a good thing growing up in dublin ireland when i was playing with my club team i also played uh, men's football and played from u14 with a men's team and that 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 experience of level of like players that you're playing against as well is is something that's like elevated my game across the board as well so i would suggest if you're looking at a school and look at their roster and you, you see that there's five or six players ahead of you, that might not be the school that you want. And have not only three, but have maybe five to 10 schools that you would want to play at. And again, you know, you look at it from the standpoint as well. Do you like the coach? Great. Well, if the coach moves on, do you like the school? Could you see yourself getting a degree there? You know, that's that's a couple of kind of little bit of tidbits of advice from Darren. Um, just kind of, you know, being able to make sure you pick the right fit. Because at the end of the day, you might you might be the right fit for that college, but the college might not be the right fit for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, coach, really appreciate your time. Wish you the best of luck in this last uh, last match of the season and in the in the postseason for USCAA. Uh, and really hope uh, you can you can bring home the championship banner this year. Uh, fingers crossed, Matt. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there.